It brings you out of your business as usual routine and start valuing everyone, every single relationship you you have. And the lockdown is actually a great opportunity for people to reconnect and to, to rekindle, you know, whatever relationship, friendship they used to have now that they're not so busy. Welcome to And If Love Remains. My name is Mike Levitt. I'm your host, and I am just extremely thrilled to have on Jacqueline Pung from um, theother100.com. And I just want to say hello to Jacqueline and and introduce yourself, Jacqueline. Hi, thank you so much for having me on the show, Mike. Uh, My name is Jacqueline. I am recording here from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Um, And I'm from The Other 100 Project. So The Other 100 Project uh, is a global nonprofit photojournalism uh, project. Um, Maybe, Mike, would you like me to go straight into it or would you like to talk a little bit uh, more about, um, you know, what would you like to talk about? Well, I'd like, first of all, tell tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get involved in this project and, and what did you do before that? Sure, sure. So The Other 100 Project is, uh, is a project by the Global Institute for Tomorrow. Um, the Global Institute for Tomorrow, short, uh, in short, we call ourselves GIFT, G-I-F-T. We are a pan-Asian think tank. So we like to highlight ideas that are not normally highlighted in, in our mainstream media um, and also uh, talk a lot about, you know, how do we challenge um, the status quo? Is there a better th- better way to do things. So um, we have a foundation, Give Foundation, and we run the other hundred uh, um, project. Uh, this has been going on for, uh, you know, since 2013. And how I got involved into this is because I'm a program manager uh, at Gift, And I am, uh, before this, I am a, a journalist, a broadcast journalist for the last eight years. So I think um, that's how the the team felt that you know it would be a, a good fit for me to run this project. Right. Oh, that's that's wonderful. What? Um, and and this is you guys have run this project for for what about five or six years now? Uh, yeah, since 2013, uh, when we published our inaugural edition. Um, so every two years, we would publish a, a coffee table book with all the top 100 winning entries. So this year, uh, we rather than instead of publishing a book, we decided to go digital so that we can highlight more more entries as well. Which is going to offer some more opportunities, I think. I think it's you're hopefully you'll get a lot more people looking at it now. Um, this is a, a um, uh, this year, um, I know your theme is, is healers, which I think is apropos for what we're all going through. Talk about the decision to, to, for the name and, and what your focus is on. Sure. Sure. I think, um, we, we have to start from the beginning. Why do we call this project the other hundred? Yes, so I think you. everyone, everyone's very familiar with the Forbes 100. Um, it talks about the rich and famous, the top 100 best paying, highest paying celebrities, uh, in Hollywood. So when our founder looked at the, this list, he thinks about, you know, what did this, all this hundred people have to do with the rest of us? You know, what about the rest that has been, you know, quietly uh, contributing to society or who are just as accomplished in their own right? Uh, What about the other hundred 
that's how the name came about. So um, we he wanted to create a, a photography book that goes beyond the stereotype that challenges uh, uh, what mainstream media puts out, you know, how they turn other cultures into something very exotic. So rather than, than viewing everyone else through that kind of lens, we want to see everyone uh, uh, on an equal platform. Everyone has uh, their accomplishment and their own rights. Uh, so that's how the, other, the idea of the other hundred came about. Um, in 2013, we had our inaugural edition, and in 20, um, if I'm not mistaken, 2015, we rolled out the other hundred entrepreneurs. So rather than, you know, when you talk about entrepreneurs, we always think about, uh, you know, people in, in finance, uh, people who has uh, public listed companies, so or bankers, the Steve Jobs of the world, the, correct, you know, the correct. big names. Correct. So what about what about the the you know? The ordinary folks that's been serving their own community by providing, you know, good service, just doing honest jobs. Which is so uh, wonderful. Correct. So, uh, so that was that was the uh, the other hundred entrepreneurs, and then subsequently we rolled out the other hundred educators. So, uh, you know, teachers, educators are not just school teachers. They are people who teach uh, elderly, who teach children, who teach the disabled. Who are who are imparting knowledge to to um, you know to to their their targeted groups in their own rights. There are educators as well, and different cu- culture has a, a different you know how do I put this? Sorry, <laughs> different culture has a different way of viewing uh, educators as well. Right. So putting that into images is very attractive, and, and it gets people curious about. Uh, um, cultures other than them, their own. So that, oh, absolutely. that's correct. Yeah. So that is, is the other hundred entrepreneurs. So what got us to this edition, the other hundred healers is of course, um, this pandemic that we're going through as a collectively as a human race. So we see a lot of um, images and reports on, on mainstream media about how doctors and nurses are, you know, in the front line, saving lives, um, those are definitely important, but what about the rest? What is everyone else trying to to do to contribute to their communities? So that is, right. uh, and we've gotten a lot of interesting entries from all over the world. So right now we have about uh, close to a hundred countries that has oh, uh, that have images submitted to us. But we need a lot more. You guys need a lot more, right? And that so so let me let me back up and, and maybe summarize a little bit. So um, just so make sure I have a, a, a clear picture. So um, um, basically, the idea is um, you your organization wants to celebrate um, people who maybe won't be celebrated in the mainstream press that that won't get the airtime, that won't get the awards, but are doing just wonderful work. Um, out there in the world, um, and you're celebrating them by finding um, uh, people who are willing to share their stories through photographs, um, and then and then uh, publishing those photographs so we can all see um, or be inspired by all the great work that that these you know quote unquote uh, normal people <laughs> you know uh, these extraordinary ordinary people are doing. Am I summarizing that okay? Correct. Um- so rather than then, hello. Oh yes, I'm here. 
Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so can you repeat <laughs> the question again? <laughs> oh, no, no. I just wanted to make sure that, that I was, I was, uh, that I summarized that what your project is all about that that you're um um finding stories out in the communities of the world um that maybe won't be found on mainstream media and celebrating those stories through um photographic stories and and publishing those for other people to find and be inspired by correct i think inspired is is a good word to use here um if you look at our daily lives we read news from our local media or, uh, or a little bit from, from the international uh, agencies. There are uh, more than 150 countries all over the world. And right. you don't hear about all of them every day. So it is, we created this project to get people curious about uh, other cultures, other countries. And it's, it's also a way to, to forge that that kind of friendship, that kind of break stereotypes about other cultures in a way to bring everyone back, uh, 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 you know, to the idea that we are one human race. Right. That's so important. And, and, and I think right now, and I love, I really, really love your, your title of, for this uh, edition being healers, because right now that's exactly what we need are, are uh, not, not just, big name healers or, or people that, that are, um, you know, well-known, but we need, we need everybody to look after their neighbors, to look after themselves, to look after their families. Um, I mean, this is such a unique time where, um, uh, while we're, while we're simultaneously, um, uh, kind of being attacked by this virus, um, we have, it, it provides an opportunity for us to, reach out and, and care about those that, that matter the most to us. Correct. And if you think about healers, there is so much more than just, uh, people in the medical field. What about your, you know, who we deem essential workers are you know, the delivery workers, truck drivers, cleaners, you know, the, uh, the waste collectors, people who provide food, even teachers who, who, who continues to deliver education, uh, even even kids are not allowed to go to school, you know, alternative healers, um, community heads, village chiefs, um, therapists, all these are, are people who keep the society, you know, moving. Oh, absolutely. And, and even, you know, I, I, I think about this a lot and I think this is a, um, another thing that has kind of been put under a microscope is, is, um, especially mental health. You know, I, I think that the, um, the, one of the gr- biggest fears and one of the gr- biggest problems that, that we have, especially among the elderly is, is the idea of being lonely, of being alone and, and not having their loved ones around them and not being able to, um, uh, you know, have that companionship. And, and I think that's one of the, the I think if you, if you uh, put out a survey um, to the world, I think that the greatest fear people would have is to be alone and to be forgotten. And, um, and I think it's vital that, that we can all be healers, even in the sense that we could reach out and touch someone and we can be, you know, to, to borrow a phrase from AT&T <laughs> uh, that we can, um, you know, that we can go out and, and, and be that healer. And even if we have no medical knowledge or if we, even if we have no um, even, um, you know, psychological knowledge or anything like that. If we just can reach out and be a friend and, and be that person uh, that, that they can, they can 
um, trust. Um, that's a huge thing. I think you, you highlighted something really important here because, um, the arts and culture sector really, really step up at times like this. Uh, we hear about how entertainers, performers, um, MCs, DJs are losing jobs because, you know, events are getting canceled. But instead of viewing this as, as, you know, a loss of livelihood, a lot of them, we've gotten a lot of stories about how uh, they have stepped up to provide their services for free, to keep people entertained, to, to help, you know, uh, make people not feel isolated, especially elderlies. Um, children as well, when, when their, if their parents are out, you know, in the medical field, they're working under quarantine, they don't get to see their parents. So who, who, who is there to take care of their kids? Right. So we have stories, we have, we even have the story about, um, four young men in Palestine dressing up as clowns. They used to run, they, they run a, a entertainment companies, uh, to do clown shows uh, for kids' birthday party, but you know, at times like this, there's no birthday parties. So right. They, they were they dressed up as clowns. They went around uh, uh, the little alleyway to visit children, just you know, at their doorstep, providing them a little bit of like uh, entertainment to them, a show, a little magic <laughs> trick. They're blowing bubbles. So right. that, that's a really cute story. At the same time, it's like, ah, okay. It's not all that morbid. Yeah. Compared to mainstream, what we see in the mainstream media. Yes, the pandemic is very serious, but is there is there a positive side to it that we can learn from? Well, and I think we're also understanding that there's more to life than just the physical body. You know, there's more than there's, there, you know, you know, you've heard the saying that, that, um, you know, you've got your health. What else do you need? Well, there's a lot that we need. We need, we need love. We need a, a dream. We need something to, to look forward to. And, um, you know, that's one thing that worries me is that, that, you know, the, the shutdowns that, that we've seen across the, the world, um, you know, may the, the the cure may be maybe more harmful than the than the disease in the sense that that if if people are getting depressed, your suicide is up, um, and and we need to to help. This is why I think the arts are so important. As a musician, I'm going to say that, right? <laughs> um, it, it, I, you know, I think I think we all have to have something that to look for, like what, what is, what is worth living? Well, there's love, there's God, there's family, and there's gotta be some passion, something that's greater than ourselves that we can look to. Definitely. And it brings you out of your business as usual routine and Uh, valuing everyone, every single relationship you, you have. And the lockdown is actually a great opportunity for people to reconnect and to, to rekindle, you know, whatever relationship, friendship they used to have now that they're not so busy. Right. You, you shared, you shared a, a few of these pictures with me and I, I just found them. Oh, just wonderful. There was, um, there's one photograph of, of, I'm not sure which country, I, th- I believe it was in Africa of some, um, children that had a radio station. Uh, can you tell me about that? Sure. That story is actually from Mali. Okay. So- Mali. Uh, if not mistaken, the UN trained a couple of them uh, of children to be journalists 
so that they can run uh, little broadcasting uh, segments to teach people about about coronavirus. How do you prevent it? Do you what kind of safety precaution you need to take? Um, and you know, just to make sure that people don't fall into a trap of believing superstition. Um, or hearsay. So is this spreading uh, uh, accurate information about uh, about the disease? So again, uh, this is Mike Levitt with And If Love Remains. I'm talking to Jacqueline Pung. We're, we're uh, talking about the Other 100 Project. Jacqueline, how, how can people find this? So you can go to www.theother100.com. And you will find all the information you need to participate there. You can even see some of the examples, the the great entries we've gotten so far. Um, We've also just put up an Asia page uh, that highlights all the good entries that we've gotten from the region. We have Malaysia, Macau, um, Bangladesh, India, Nepal. So all all these countries, you you might not see them very often in, in mainstream media. But this is just a little window to get you curious about what other people are doing. How can they help? And it's, uh, I might say that it's very creative. Yeah. Oh, I bet. And and then from what I've seen, it's, it's really amazing. Not just the, the things that people are doing, but the, the photographs and how they're shot and, and it's really beautiful. Tell me, um, so you're, you're in one way, the one reason you're on this podcast is you're kind of putting a call out to those photographers, both professional and amateur that, that you need more pictures. Is that right? Correct. Correct. We actually don't have all the countries covered. Um, so if you have, friends uh, uh, that are living there uh, or you know someone who's a photographer that's traveling and has this all these pictures submit an entry to us and we love to hear what kind of uh, what's the story behind them oh wonderful so um, all all of you that that find a great story and can snap a photo of it send your submission to the other hundred dot com that's spelled that's all spelled out t-h-e-o-t-h-e-r-h-u-n-d-r-e-d i think i did that right dot com (laughs) (laughs) the other hundred dot com uh and you can you can submit your uh, photograph for this project um and I'd love to see some, a few of our listeners, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe get in this. It'd be wonderful. Um, let us know. Um, I think that, um, oh, wow. I just had a little brain freeze, but, uh, um, <laughs> um, so this will be, this will be shown on, um, the website, right? So there, there's not going to be a desktop edition as you normally would do, but this will be, there will be an online edition for people to check out. What else will people, if somebody's looking at the, um, these photographs, um, what else will they find? Will they, what other information will they find? So apart from the stories and the photographs, we also do a little bit of research um, to find to 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 give our audience a bit more of the quirky facts, uh, you know, interesting things about the country itself to get people curious and wanting to learn more about the particular countries. Um, and this one will also serve as an open source for policymakers, for NGOs in the future to prepare and to find, you know, creative ways of solving problems in their communities. Um, Because sometimes, you know, inspiration comes from the most unlikely places. So we hope we, we are that source in the future. 
Well, I think, and I think it's such a unique opportunity for, for people to notice what's around them, find these stories. And then at the same, so, so you're kind of looking around yourself, but at the same time, you're also reaching out and seeing what's happening out in the world. And, and, you know, like you mentioned, like we've talked about, it's really a source of inspiration. Um, uh, do you have any other, other stories or any other, um, anything else you'd like to share with us? Um, I think, that, I think that you brought up the the fact that we have to look around ourselves to find all these stories is that because of the travel ban, the movement restriction, that's, that's uh, pretty common around the world right now. Photographers are not allowed to travel much. Um, right. And this, I think this is an opportunity for, for everyone to really look into their own communities to discover stories rather than looking outside. Um, you know, this is, we have a, a, a uh, photography lecturer that turned this project into an assignment for their students. And it, it sort of got, got uh, the young people engaged more into their, with their communities to find stories. And from there, it sparked many other initiatives that, that young people feel inspired to, to uh, you know, take the project you know, further than, than what it intends to be. Oh, that's, that's great. Cause it, yeah, there's a lot of opportunities. Yeah. And I have to bring this one up cause there, I saw a picture of being a musician again. I saw a picture of a band and, uh, and I don't remember what country, I think it was in Eastern Turkey. Europe. I, I forget. It was in Turkey. Uh, it's a, it's from Serbia. So Serbia, Serbia. That's correct. right. So these guys are, uh, Balkan, f- um, musicians from there. They're in the folk scene, Balkan folk scene. So they're, tour got canceled, I believe. And so instead of going, you know, where we can't make money or we, we, we lost our income, they decided to do something called the concert for neighbors right on their balcony. So everyone, uh, the, their neighbors around the area, everyone's out on their balcony holding a, a bottle of beer, just enjoying the music from a distance. So it is a concert in a way, but oh, for sure. pandemic style. You know, and, and, uh, that reminded me of, of, um, uh, I think we spoke off air about, about this story. There was a, um, uh, a, a American football player here. He played for, I think he played for Arizona state university. Um, he was a punter and, uh, but he, he went to the NFL and he played and then he retired. Um, and then this, this pandemic happened and, um, what nobody knew is this guy was an opera singer. And so he would, um, every morning he started sitting out on his balcony and singing these opera arias that everybody just really enjoyed and loved. And he started, uh, uh videotaping it and, uh, um, putting it up on YouTube. It kind of went viral a little bit because everyone was so shocked that this guy could sing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's this big football player and, uh, you know, it, it, it's a, a Again, it's making lemonade out of lemons. It's it's the idea that that we no matter what we're doing, we can find a way to serve. We can find a way to tell a story and inspire and and be a light to those around us. Yeah, definitely. And it, it's uh, now that everyone's stuck at home, you are you have more time to practice your hobbies. <laughs> Maybe right, ain't that the truth? <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, is there, is, um, 
I, there was some, oh, so if um, people want to um, either submit or if they want to make a donation, um, go to the website, contact Jacqueline. Um, and I know they would love to get tons of pictures from the United States and see what amazing stories we have here and uh, see how we can um, participate in this, um, you know, worldwide effort to, to heal our world. Correct. And uh, although this is a nonprofit initiative, um, but we, as a token of appreciation, the top 100 entries will get a $100 um, cash prize. And on top of that, we are we also have a public voting round uh, coming up uh, mid next month, where you know you just need to submit your your entry, let us uh, process it, and you can share it on your social media and get some votes. So the top five highest, uh, um, the top five entries that has the highest votes will also walk away with a hundred dollars cash prize. Oh, that's great! And and again, tell what are what are the deadlines that we're looking at for this? So to join the uh, public voting round, you have to submit your entry by eleventh August. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, the public voting round will start on August fourteenth. Okay. So we're, we're little, you know, a little more than two weeks away. We've got to get those pictures in, get those, you know, get the submissions in, That's uh, right. call to all photographers or storytellers <laughs> that have a, <laughs> yeah. that have a, that have a, have a, a smartphone. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You, you can, it's so easy to create Im- images these days, even uh, with a, a good quality camera phone, you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I know that your audience, your audience are mostly from uh, or interested in the the art scene. Yes, for sure. So if if you know your colleagues, your friends who are doing their part, even though it's just a little performance, it's a it's um you know a little activity to get people engaged, uh, doing online classes for for someone for free. These are all contributions, uh, as an artist to, to society, even though maybe they're, they're not making money out of it. So, Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, and these are stories that they can capture. Don't, don't limit yourself into thinking that, Oh, healers, they must be frontline medical staff. They can be anyone who is playing their part to, to, right. to, to contribute. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's every, everyone can be a healer in their own way. And, and, you know, um, one of the ways to heal is to tell the truth and the, and the art I think is the most pure form of telling that truth. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope, um, is it before I let you go, is there any, anything else you want to share? Anything else that I'm forgetting that, that we need to talk about? Cause I really want to promote this project. I think it's an important project for people. No, I think you've covered everything. Um, so let the photos speak for themselves. Just come onto our, our website, the other hundred.com to learn more. And you can definitely reach out to me via email, uh, my email is listed there as well. So yeah, send us oh, an entry. That would be fantastic. I, I can't thank you enough. And, and can we get, can, can we get, uh, get you on again, um, as the voting's going through and as, as we get closer to, to, um, you know, getting this thing finalized, would that be all right? Definitely. Definitely. I think, um, when we, when we close the open call, we would have a lot more stories to share. 
Oh, I would love to hear those stories. I cannot wait. Um, this is Jacqueline Pung. My name is Mike Levitt with And If Love Remains. Jacqueline is with The Other uh, 100.com, The Other 100 Project. Um, you can find information at The Other 100.com. Um, you can find information about this podcast, And If Love Remains, at www.andifloveremains.com. Um, we have a merch site. We have, um, you know, please leave a comment, share this episode, share it with your, your friends and, and photographing uh, neighbors <laughs> because, um, you know, I think I think a lot of people don't know about what um, what this is all about. And, and I'm excited to, to share it and move it on. So um, thank you again, Jacqueline. We'll have you on very soon. No problem. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. Take care. Take care.